Good morning, Golden Tee fans. It is currently 10 a.m. This is Will Sanstead and Tony Johnson broadcasting from the showroom here at the Orleans as folks are getting in to warm up for the day. Yeah, uh, we're sitting here in the showroom and uh, the setup is incredible, like we talked about yesterday. We got 16 machines dead in front of us, and uh, already people are warming up. So uh, I think it's going to be a hell of a day. We've all we all know who our partners are in the qualifier, and we all know what machine we're on, so it should be uh, pretty cool. Yeah, pretty exciting. There's a good vibe. Everyone's got their, uh, obviously, their Saturday jerseys on, green jerseys. You guys will see that on uh, the Golden Tee and Golden Tee TV stream today. So pretty exciting. We're going to try to keep this pretty brief, uh, cover a couple things. The uh, CTT, CTTP results from last night, as uh, well as course selection. And I got walked off. And, <laughs> and then the fish. overall odds. Uh, Tony, I'll throw it over to you if you want to give a little intro to the CTTP. Yeah, so uh, yesterday was the closest to the pin contest, uh, last spot in the field. And uh, my man, Dave Stanmeyer. Team Wisconsin. Stanmeyer, yeah. Uh, walked me off. Yeah, to, he... to win the spot in the to win the spot in the field. Uh, we were, you know, it was semi it was quarterfinal, something like that. I don't know. But uh, It was incredible. Yeah, it was uh, it, it was kind of a an air in the room as a lot of folks who had already qualified were getting down to the finals. We were kind of counting down the non-qualifiers who were remaining where it was at 9 and then 7 and 5 and then 3 and Dave was in a match with Tony uh, right up I believe it was on machine 1 so there are a lot of guys on the rail uh, mm -hmm. not necessarily cheering against Tony as he had already earned a spot but kind of cheering for Dave as one of the more well-known guys who hadn't qualified and having a good uh, Team Wisconsin backing with him. Yeah and he's talked a lot, he's talked a lot of stuff on Facebook uh, he was uh, pretty confident in his ability to win the closest to pin, and he backed it up because uh, I was ahead of him through eight holes, and then all of a sudden on the ninth hole, he walked me off. Yeah, it was uh, it was really cool being on the rail and watching that, you know, 10, 12 feet away. Dave, uh, Dave had missed a lot of lines to the left. His distance was good. His club selections were good. And that final one, I think Tony had him probably, I think it was probably seven feet to nine feet. Mm -hmm. Tony's seven feet yeah. to Dave's. Dave's uh, nine feet, so there was definitely room to get in. There was a long par three, I believe it was a uh, hole 17. Of uh, Bayou. Of Bayou, yeah. yeah. And, uh, Tony initially selected a uh, 290 high loft driver with a backspin, threw it on the green, uh, didn't improve upon his seven feet. Dave actually clubbed down to a forward with bite, which you'll be able to see on the stream, and, and he caught a line. It landed past the hole. I think it was an up seven, left seven. It, came back on a perfect line and just trickled, trickled, trickled. So yeah. I'm really excited to see the stream and honestly, on that. I, I, as soon as it landed, I, I could just tell. Like, mm -hmm. I threw my hands up in the air. I could just tell that was going to be the, it was going to be closer to my shot. And I was super happy for him. Like, uh, you know, I'm uh, friends with Dave and wanted to uh, play my best, but also really super happy that he qualified. So I'm, I'm happy that I did my best and also... You know, he beat me at yeah. my best. Yeah, I got, got to see a buddy, you know, I think Dave was the only one over the course of the last month, literally the last month, who said, I'm going to be there, I'm going to be in the field, but I'm going to take that 64th spot. I think everyone, you know, may have posted, hey, I'll be there and I'll give it a shot. But Dave, it seemed like almost on a every other day basis, was saying, I'm going to be there and I'm going to get this spot, and he backed it up. All right, we're going to talk about the courses here. Uh, last night they drew courses, and it sounds like there will be no Mystic and no Mayfield, so we're going to have Safari, Calypso, Rhineland, Dubai, and Rattlesnake. So pr pretty good course selection. When you, when you look at Mystic and Mayfield, those are probably two of the 
more easy, more scorable courses are a lot more wide open. Uh, I think with obviously Rattlesnake Hole 12 coming into play, a lot of folks struggle on that. I know there's been talk of folks already just laying up and taking Eagle um, as opposed to risking blowing up with a bogey, double bogey or whatnot. Yeah, that hole is super dicey. Obviously, you can go from double eagle to double bogey real quickly. Yeah. And uh, and and in a qualifier, you know, you're, you're in a qualifier. You're almost trying to like prevent big scores, mm -hmm. and that is certainly one of the holes that could be a big score. Yeah, I think folks are going to try to quote unquote manage their mistakes, and that's that's one of those where, to Tony's point, you know, that's a hole that you can swing four or five strokes on as opposed to a standard par four where you might get wet and still take par and you're only losing a stroke or two depending on how, how the setup is. And then uh, you bring Rhineland and Dubai into play where uh, you have two tough 18 holes depending on the setup. So it could get really interesting during this qualifier and, and see if we see some really good players who feel like they're right on the cusp of that 32-man cut line, whether they're going to lay up late in the games and uh, potentially go for the green, whether they can, you know, literally make or break their qualifier on one or two holes yeah i'm not sure what the what the record is quote unquote for a qualifier score but i feel like with these courses we're thinking about it it might be a record because if we look at safari mm -hmm. par on safari is 30 and there's not a hole that can adjust that really unless one is drivable but that's yeah. not very often uh calypso is either 28 or 29 depending on hole two with the new tees yeah yep with the new tees uh, we got, uh, what's next, Rhineland. Rhineland can be a 31. Yeah. Most of the time it's probably a 30 with yeah. a front box on one. Occasionally eight is drivable. Depends a little bit on uh, 14, 15. From there we got Dubai. Dubai yeah. is a 30. Yeah. Even if, even if, 30, even if one isn't drivable, 30 is there. Um, and then we got Rattlesnake. And par on that is... 33 all, all day. Yeah, yeah and, and it'll be fun, especially with a uh, whole one on Rattlesnake. You know, you get guys who a lot of times will dump into either side of the sand trying to line up with the wind and literally just getting that perfect thumber. They're going to put on a little missile line going right at the hole for that mm -hmm. whole lot on one. Yep. Next up, uh, we're going to talk about the odds. I, uh, I woke up, hit the shower, came down, and uh, a lot of action over at the sports book. A lot of guys in their uh, green jerseys and then uh, their buddies hanging out. There's a there's an air, obviously, here inside the showroom, but also at the sports book. We got some huge moves in lines, and uh, Tony and I will talk about that a little bit here. Yeah, we'll talk about we'll talk about the same groups that I talked about uh, last week, but uh, Group One's pretty hasn't moved a ton. It's a little bit little bit all little bit movement, but the uh, Group th Three, Four, Five, those are the big movers. That's where. Uh, the realistic, uh, really great bets are. Yeah, currently uh, the top four, that, that group that we talked about on the first podcast, the uh, Haas, Luna, Fox, Denmark, has uh, stayed pretty steady over the course of the last couple of days. Most of those guys staying within a point of uh, where they've been the last three, four days. But to Tony's point, these uh, these guys in group two, three, four, five, six, all the way on down, uh, there's definitely been movement, both uh, getting better odds and getting worse odds as you've seen the money shift around. Yeah, and, and we, we, we talked about yesterday, like the line's moving quite a bit with a bet. Uh, and most of the line movements have been down, right? Mm -hmm. So yeah. some, I, you know, somebody was at ten to one. Someone put a hundred bucks on them. Now they're at eight to one. Yeah. But uh, I feel like last night was the first time the lines really moved up. Yeah, and we're going to talk about that in a bit. Yeah, you could you could see that over the course of uh, you know within just a couple hours. You know, folks were playing table games. They'd get up after an hour or two, go check the odds again. You'd, you'd see some big swings on there. So uh, we'll just kind of go group by group here. I, I, I think, like I said, Group One hasn't been a ton of movement, but uh, 
Haas started off at nine to two. He's at five to one right now, so obviously pretty close. Luna was five to one originally. He moved all the way down to three to one, back up to four to one at this point. I've uh, I've seen Fox Fox started at six to one. I know he went down to four to one, but now he's back up to seven to one. Um, and then Stenmark, who's been all over the board, he's he's my group one pick. Yeah. He was a uh, he was at uh, eight to one originally. He bumped Moved. down to a three. Yeah, he was point. all the way down to three. Uh, currently up to six. That's uh, still my group one pick. Definitely uh, at six to one. I, I like those odds. Yeah, Stenmark at six to one. Still still looking really strong on that. Uh, so let's talk about group two quick. Let's uh, we got Lance Harris first. Started off at six to one. Uh, moved up originally. Yeah. I think he was up to nine, maybe ten to one. All of a sudden now he's down to three to one. So he's the betting favorite. Lance Harris is, uh, you know, at three to one. That's a pretty pretty skinny line. But uh, hey, we got we got a Mike Sros. Crispy Lanetta. Uncle yeah, Kenny. he just came into the podcast. Where's the sports book at? Uh, back in the corner. You'll okay. see it in your dreams, Mike. Yeah. Got some, uh, <laughs> got some uh, unplanned guest commentary there. That's what happens. When you go to uh, go to the showroom. You get unplanned guests and hungover guests. Yeah, no, he, he seemed <laughs> totally good to me. <laughs> <laughs> so we got uh, next next in group two. We got Paul Taylor. Hasn't moved a ton. Started eight to one. Now ten to one. Evan Gossett, another all over the board. He started eight to one. He was my group two pick. I, he got all the way down to at least four to one, maybe three to one. Yeah, uh, a couple days ago or a day day or two ago. Now he's back up to nine. Yeah, I, these, I think these lines are all over all over the board. Yeah, we talk about Stenmark getting there, and then uh, we got Gossett nine to one. I think Gossett's a great value play at nine to one right now. Absolutely. We got a couple other guys. Tony's going to cover here who uh, ha- have actually gotten better odds on him. Yeah. So uh, closing out group two, we got two St. Louis guys. We got Gervais and JoJo. Uh, both were originally nine to one. And apparently nobody has any confidence in these two because they are up to 20 and 18 to one, respectively. Gervais at 20 to one and JoJo at 18 to one. Those are great values. Yeah. I mean, JoJo was second last year, and Gervais has all kinds of great results. Yeah, we we talked about you know the, their previous finishes in uh, recent tournaments, and JoJo obviously dropping a second place last year, and then Gervais been you know on a good tournament run as well. So those are great value bets right there. Uh, so next we got group three. Group three and four are incredibly interesting. So uh, group three, these are all people you wouldn't be surprised at all if they won no. the tournament. No, not all. Like if, if Eddie G, Jeff Lannon, or the Mouth won, nobody would be surprised no. at all. Nope. And uh, so these guys all started out. So Eddie G started at 12 to 1. He's up to 22 to 1. Uh, I might go to the sports book right now and bet that because that's a great value. Yeah, we've seen people running back and forth, like you heard, uh, you know, Mike Soro um, coming in here asking where the sports book was. You know, like like we talked about, there's an air in the room where folks are getting excited, not just for the golden tea aspect of it, but lo- looking to get in some odds on their friends. Yeah. So uh, next we got Jeff Lannon, and he was originally at twelve to one, and he was my bet. He was in my group three bet. Uh, at this point, he's at fifteen to one, so he's moved up. Yeah, uh, great number on Jeff. I, if I didn't have him in that Calcutta, I might uh, go put a hundred on him in the uh, sports book. Yeah, and, uh, and looking at uh, to Tony's point, you know, some of these guys we uh, watched it, and I don't know if they've released the caps, but we saw one player just go in and 
bet themselves and all of a sudden they were looking at I believe it was a three thousand four thousand dollar payday I thought the initial cap was around three thousand but just print off a ticket I think put them at four thousand on the payout or four yeah, thousand two hundred. Uh, it was uh, Welter. Correct. Welter correct. bet himself at forty to one. Hundred bucks. Yeah. Or maybe even more than that. And uh, yeah, his payout was like must have been two hundred because I feel like his payout was eight grand. I saw his ticket. Yeah. He, uh, he was a late arrival last night, hit some turbulence, uh, so we were a little unsure. There was talk that no one had seen Welter, Dustin Reed, so Welter's accounted for, so he's here. Uh, yeah, and so, uh, based on our podcast in the last three minutes, uh, also accounted for is Mike Srows. Yeah. <laughs> I hadn't seen him until good. just now. Yeah. Uh, also, group three, we got the mouth. Yeah, CTTP champion he's, last uh, night. <laughs> oh, yeah? Yeah. I didn't even know. Yeah, mouth, uh, mouth took it down last night. Yeah. yeah, the... Uh, Oh, another unplanned uh, Torkelson. Yeah, Ryan cool as a Torkelson, cucumber, right? Gentlemen, right. we're podcasting, but right now. All right. Yeah, so yeah. we got a uh, Torkelson making an appearance here. Another Minnesota guy. Uh, so the mouth took down the CTP championship last night, and the belt was officially passed off. The photos on Facebook. Uh, mouth looking like a wrestler, holding it at the center of the stage over his head, kind of spread eagle up there. Uh, yeah, exciting. I didn't witness it, but I can imagine it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So uh, next we got Group Four, and this is where the like the odds have been incredibly all all over the map here. Uh, we're we're still talking about guys that you wouldn't be surprised at all if they won. No, not I, at all. I think up until Group Five, you know nobody's shocked if these guys win. No, not at all. And so first up we got Seth Standifer, who was at eighteen to one originally. Currently, I'm almost embarrassed to say it. 70 to 1. Yeah, so it's run so, to the sports book right now, listeners, because that is incredible value. Yeah, so it's uh, a lot of I money. I bet it myself. Yeah, uh, so as a lot of money's flowed in on uh, the top level guys here, we've seen Vegas react and bump some of these mid level guys who aren't getting any action on them and seeing their odds adjust accordingly in terms of where the money's going. Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> I, 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 can't, I can't state enough how incredible value. Like I said, I bet it myself. Seventy to one, Seth. You know, he he's not a tournament winner, but he's a incredible, you know, scorer. And at seventy to one, that's just stupid. Yeah, for someone who's that consistent in terms of putting up that good of a scores, that's that's a great number. And then next up is David Duncan. Initially came off as an eighteen to one, and uh, Dave's here. He seems nice and calm. He seems ready for this. It looks like he he could have a deep run in this, and he's going off at a sixty to one. Six. I mean. T- T- Tony, we, we were standing outside the showroom, and I pulled out the odds and showed Tony. Dave came up, talked to us. We talked about him being a 61. Tony literally ran over and, and went and booked Dave. Yeah, I, b- I bet Seth, and I bet Dave, because those are incredible numbers at 60 to 1. For da- I mean, he's won tournaments. <laughs> yeah. How could you not bet Dave Duncan at 60 to 1? Uh, next up, we got Clint Grover, also started at 18 to 1. This group... Apparently yes. nobody believes in this group because <laughs> Clint started at 18 to one. He's at 50 to, or 50 to one. Not a like tournament accomplished player, but just mm-hmm. kind of like Seth a little bit. Just has a lot of really good scores and you know, if you're playing him in a match, you're not surprised at all if he drops a one better on you. Yeah, deadly accurate for sure. Uh, keeping going with uh, Group Four here, we got Jeff Sidiak. 18 to 1 originally. 
currently at 40 to 1. <laughs> it hasn't quite jumped up as much as the other guys, but yeah, but Jeff, still, that's, I mean, he doubled his value in the last two days. Yeah, Jeff uh, Jeff finally made an appearance. We'd uh, heard the rumors that he uh, had been a little under the weather, and uh, he'd been up in his hotel room. He wasn't down at table games. I know he uh, he loves to play games. I think He's we've seen... all been a little bit under the weather the last couple yeah, of days. Yeah, but, but we've made appearances <laughs> and uh, been at the tables playing. I, I know yeah. Jeff definitely likes to... Uh, get in on the game action and so forth, but he, mm -hmm. he must have been really down if he came all the way to Vegas and wasn't even hitting any of the tables. So it was good to see him and that he's up and functional this morning. Yep. Uh, so uh, next up we got Jeff McClellan. Stock, stock. Yeah. Uh, started off at 20 to 1. Currently 30 to 1. He's the, he's the only guy that hasn't really even moved that much in this group. But uh, even still, like 30 to 1 in this group is a pretty good number. Yeah. Jeff, uh, Jeff's here. He's he's full fledged in his appearance. Uh, next up, we got Mal Matt Welter. Initially came off as a twenty-one, like like we talked about. Matt just went up, put a huge number on himself. He got in late, uh, literally went up to his room, checked in, so hadn't even been to the sports book, hadn't played any games. He's uh, here this morning. He's moved to a forty-to-one, dropped a big number on himself, and like we said, I think uh, the cap may have either been raised or taken off the off the board. Yeah, he was point. my he was my group four bet, and uh, I was happy at twenty-to-one. I'm super duper happy at forty-to-one. That's uh, that's a pretty incredible number. Uh, so next up we got group five, which is my group. Yeah. So I'm happy to talk about this group. Uh, <laughs> we we've been a little bit all over the map, but. Ultimately, uh, we all started at 25 to 1. We haven't moved a ton uh, eventually. So, Brian Oldie, Arizona guy, he's moved up to 40 to 1. Uh, I, I think that's just a name that a lot of guys don't know. Like, he's yeah. a day in, day out player, but a lot of guys don't know him. Uh, and then, three of us who were 25 to 1, and all three of us moved down. We were 20 to 1 or 15 to 1. Brian Bernhardt, Greg Kinsler, me, Tony Johnson. We're now back up to 30 to 1. Nice numbers there. Yep. Uh, so, Kins. Kins was my group 5 pick. You know, he was uh, he was a 25 to 1 originally. Got bet down to 15 to 1. Yeah. With the, with the movement over the last day, he's now back up to 30 to 1. I'd say that's a pretty damn good value. Yeah, two-time two national and world champion. You know, he, he talked about potentially popping off his third here. His, uh, his time in Golden Tee has gotten a lot more limited, you know, with, with the family going on. Yep. Uh, last guy in group five is Mike Demko. Yeah, your my, qualifying uh, My qualifying buddy. Yeah. So we, we found out yesterday what machine we're going to be qualifying on Yeah. and who we're going to be playing with. So it's uh, me and Demko. You know, I can't ask for more than that. Yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll take another group five guy qualifying. You know, I mean, you don't want a guy that's gonna be all nervous and jittery. Yeah, I know, that's not gonna be Mike. Yeah, ha having a qualifying partner if you haven't been to a tournament is is something that that can really put you in, in your element. Whether it's someone you know um, who can kind of help you relax and just being familiar with them and, and kind of having more of a fun and good vibe during the qualifier, as opposed to someone who you're not necessarily familiar with or don't really know who they are, it can uh, definitely tighten you up a bit. You know, yeah, they, I mean, they may play different clubs, different balls, and, and you're trying to watch what they're doing. You're looking at the setup, but you're trying not to watch too much and, and potentially changing a shot that at home you, you'd hit 99% of the time, but all of a sudden they're going first, and, and you might be following them a little, which can affect your game greatly. Yeah, I mean, ultimately you want somebody that's playing the exact same clubs, mm -hmm. the exact same balls, and who you're friends with. Yeah. But in a national event like this, that's not happening. Yeah. Like, if I was playing with Will... A machine one, that'd be great. Like Love I know it. his game. 
Uh, I know how he hits each shot, but, uh, but it's not realistic. And so if you can get a guy that's just a really good player, like mm -hmm. Mike is, and Mike is, yeah. uh, then, then you're happy. Like, you just, you're happy to know that it's a, it's a steady day in, day out player that's not gonna do anything crazy. So I think uh, we're, we're gonna go through and uh, just whip off a couple quick ones here um, as we start wrapping up. I know folks are trying to get their games in. Uh, looks yeah, like, I'm, I'm itching. Yeah, I, wanna look, get, looks, I wanna get my game on. Looks, looks like we got a little bit left. So we talked about Greg Kinsler bumping back up to a 30 to one, Stenmark down at a six to one. We talked about Jeff Lannon up at a 15. Uh, Jeff Harlow, former world champion, is still, uh, he's at a 25 to one currently. Chris Thorbrogger uh, doesn't play much anymore. But obviously, uh, you know, good, good player when he gets focused. He's at a 25 to one, and uh, one of the guys, uh, Scott Kokel, is actually down to five to one. So yeah. it sounded like he had he had some cash rolling in. He's got from, family uh, in town, I yeah, think. Fa family and friends. <laughs> his uh, his numbers moved. So uh, I know he initially came off as a 60 to one. I think at one point he was up to 75 to one yesterday. I know he placed a couple bets on himself for friends, family, and coworkers. And I don't know if there's some insider information I'm not aware of, but all of a sudden, boom, he just jumped into a five to one. He's on pace with, you know, an Andy Haas right up there with a Paul Luda and Andy Fox and Mark Stenmark. So there, there's some action on him hitting hard. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, the, closing out, we got group six, a couple of long shot. The, the group six has moved quite a bit. Thor Brogger, Chris Thor Brogger, Thor is in this group. Like Will said, he's down to 25 to one. Uh, but in this group, we got a lot of guys that have moved out. So we got Torkelson, Ryan Torkelson at uh, 100 to one. Johnny Dar, 100 to one. Harlow uh, is actually the other big mover in this group, 25 to one. Chris Brewer, 75 to one. Luke Nelson, 75 to one. Will Sandstead, got my ticket, out, 75 to one. And the field, like we like we said, the field wasn't the actual person until yesterday when. Uh, Dave walked me off, but it feels that 100 to 1. So, uh, you know, I feel like group 5, group 6, these are really pretty good values. Like, they might win, but if you've got somebody that might win at 50 to 1, that's that's pretty damn good. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I, I obviously at 75 to 1, I, I want to, you know, make the main bracket of the top 32, go in that gold bracket and, and hopefully catch a heater, but I... I realize how good the competition here is, and and I've never been that strong of a tournament player. But I, you know, still still threw the ticket at myself. Got to have the souvenir ticket, but also you know maybe a little fun little payday. Yes. So I, I think what we're gonna do here is uh, wrap it up. They've uh, had a nice little selection of music going. They've already had uh, some yeah. hardcore. Hope rock. it didn't drown us out. Yeah. The uh, the first the first one, if you may have heard in the background, was actually Nelson after the rain. So I don't know if uh, some goofball threw that in. I wasn't expecting that here. Um, but yeah, I think we're going to wrap it up from the showroom. Obviously, uh, we'll broadcast tomorrow morning talking about not just the qualifier and who qualified where, but also looking at these first and second round potential uh, matchups as uh, the qualifying results come in. Uh, some exciting ones, obviously, that I'm sure they'll have on the first four machines streaming that they can switch back and forth. So it'll be exciting tomorrow to see how this all shakes out. Yeah, I, you know, first goal is to qualify, but then right after that, you wanna you wanna see where you, who, who your matchup is. Yeah, well, so you're gonna be think, you're gonna be thinking about that all night. Like if I if I get in the bracket of 32, and uh, and I'm at uh, you know 12 seed or whatever it is, mm -hmm. uh, I'm looking at my uh, the accompanying 21 seed. Who's that? Yeah, Torkelson. That'd be a spot I wouldn't be surprised. Or maybe it's a Maybe it's a really accomplished player that happened to have one bad round in the qualifier. Yeah, R Rattlesnake 12. I mean, these things can you know come up and 
pun intended, snake bite you. Yeah. You know, if, if you get bitten by the snake on hole 12, you can, you can see one of these top tier guys all of a sudden who's typically a top four, six, eight qualifier at any other tourney, all of a sudden drop down to the late teens or mid 20s, still make the main bracket, but potentially have a tougher route to the finals. Yeah, so uh, we're gonna close it up here. We're going to uh, go warm up a little bit. We got an hour before the qualifier starts, so we'll warm up. Hopefully, we're talking to you tomorrow morning about the uh, championship bracket matchups that Will and I have. We'll talk about all the others, of course. But uh, so uh, call it a day. Yeah, we'll get some games in. Yeah, follow and, us. Uh, and good luck to everybody. Yeah, follow us and subscribe to us on uh, the Podmore Get Better podcast on iTunes. Uh, the upload speeds are a lot faster. Usually, putting us online within about 15, 20 minutes of uh, posting our episodes. Yeah, it's been great. And then, obviously, please rate us, subscribe, follow us, and uh, we'll keep sending you updates. Thanks, guys.